It's time to reimagine, redevelop, reinvest, and track the reinvention of Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. The big stories we're following on acprimetime.com and talking about them on AC Primetime Radio for this June 27th, 2016. I am Mel Taylor. Well, Britain, they voted to exit the EU, the European Union, should the Atlantic City Tourism District get the heck out from under the thumb of the city of Atlantic City. And is Atlantic City finally right-sized with casinos? Well, the last person you should ask is a casino manager or one of those financial analysts. Is local media bad for Atlantic City? Hmm? Also coming up on AC Primetime Radio, $1.7 million. They raked that in for all that unused land. They're all, all of them are in the tax rolls now. Bader Field is coming up. Why didn't the city auction off Garden Pier and the old volleyball court too? Huh? And Governor Christie is not confident in Mayor Don Guardian coming up with a plan, a financial plan by November 3rd. Hmm. And pot is legal in Philadelphia, Arizona, Washington, D.C., and pretty soon Vegas and Nevada. But why not Atlantic City? Councilman Marty Small is not in favor. We'll talk about that on today's edition of AC Primetime Radio. And security cameras, they're being installed on the boardwalk. Bad guys, beware. Your every move is being recorded. And the pop punk band Blink 182. They've been announced as another summertime beach concert here in Atlantic City. Denny Levinson, will he be in the front row? I'm not sure. He's busy looking for somebody to take over that job of leading the charge. Atlantic County Exec Denny Levinson, he needs somebody to take that report from Angelo Angelou to reinvent Atlantic County. They haven't found anybody yet. What's up with that? Also in Atlantic City Primetime Radio, well, the marketing and PR of AC sucks. How do we fix it? We have some ideas. All that and more on AC Primetime Radio. I'm Atlantic City born, I'm Atlantic City bred, and when I die, I'm going to be Atlantic City dead. AC Primetime Radio sponsored by Lacey Cleaning. They're the best in the business. Carpet cleaning, construction site cleanup, turnover service for those who rent their properties. Reach out to Chad. He is the man. Go to LaceyCleaning.com. That's L-A-C-E-Y Cleaning.com. LaceyCleaning.com. You know, it's like asking a barber if you need a haircut. That's the analogy when you ask a casino manager if Atlantic City needs any more casinos to open. Is Atlantic City finally right-sized with casinos? Well, the last person you should ask is a casino manager like Steve Callender from Tropicana or a financial analyst. The press of Atlantic City often (laughs) upsets me. Sometimes they write good stuff. Other times it looks like they're a propaganda piece. For a small group of people who put the who put the squeeze on them to focus on things, amplify things, sometimes ignore things. But in the recent press of Atlantic City, it it comes off. It just reeks of picking winners and losers. A story is focused. Hey, if Revel opens, if Glenn Straub and Revel is allowed to open, will that kill the current stabilization? of casino success going on right now in the summer of 2016 here in Atlantic City. Well, Steve Callender, he's the general manager of Tropicana here in Atlantic City. 
he was interviewed by the press of Atlantic City, and uh, he said something like this. You know, while he supports new hotel rooms in the city, he says, the city's gaming industry has stabilized. The market's been right-sized, is what he's trying to say. Another guy says that as well, Colin Mansfield, some guy that works for corporate finance up at the Fitch Ratings. He says, uh, Mr. Mansfield says, any more competition in the city would take shares from the existing properties. Yeah, it could, but who cares? What's it matter? Are you picking winners and losers? Is that what you're saying? Did you watch The Big Short? You got to watch that movie, The Big Short. This is where the, the ratings agencies were financially motivated to say some things and ignore other things. It was all about the crash of 2008, where people were financially motivated to say one thing and ignore other things. So I'm making the connection here to the story of the Big Short movie. And when I see something in the press of Atlantic City encouraging people to really have a negative feeling that if Glen Straub opens the Revel as a water park, as an attraction-based building, it's going to kill the rebound of Atlantic City. How stupid is that? Very disappointed that they didn't get the other side of the story. Another thing they didn't talk about was that Showboat and Bart Blatstein, he's getting ready to open up. And of course, at this point, he's opening up hotel rooms desperately needed here in Atlantic City. But that's only that's one step closer to possibly having gaming. They didn't mention that. They didn't mention the fact that Glenn is just trying to open the doggone place for some hotel rooms and some attractions. Yeah, he'd like to have gaming, but he wants to get the hotel rooms open first. And yes, Glenn Straub's a nut. He's crazy. He's a pain in the ass. I kind of agree with that. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that. That is how he does business. All businessmen have their way. But you still got to let him spend his money and open that bad boy. Open that thing. Could you imagine when Revel finally opens, it pulls all those people down the boardwalk. So when Revel opens and when Showboat opens, you're looking at tens of thousands of people that will walk all the way down past some businesses that desperately need business, like the Steel Pier, the Trump Taj Mahal. They're like anchor businesses. You know, in a mall, when you put a big anchor at one side of the mall, they always need that anchor business, like a big store, like a Neiman Marcus, because that's where all the big groups of people will funnel their way through to Neiman Marcus, but on the way, they get to see all the small little shops. That's why it's so important to have Revel open. It's a big giant magnet to pull people down that end of the boardwalk. And guess who hates that idea? The guy at the other end of the boardwalk. Steve Callender, general manager of Tropicana. That's right. He's the guy that turns up the volume for all those commercials that play on those big screens on the boardwalk. And man, do I hate going past the Tropicana. It is so ridiculous how loud it is. And not with really cool things to watch. It's always a commercial for online gaming or Coca-Cola or some of the stuff inside. It's all commercials. And it's loud. How people sit outside and eat, whether at Tony Luke's or some of the other uh, establishments there with some boardwalk seating, how people can sit there and eat with that loud, loud 
volume of commercials blasting out of that system in front of Tropicana beats me. Turn the volume down, Steve, will you? Or better yet, sit out there and you eat lunch every day and try to have a conversation. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, try to put some content up there that's not commercials, okay? Appreciate that. Take a note of that. Tick-tock, 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 tick-tock. Governor Christie taking a little jab, a comical jab at our mayor, Mayor Don Guardian here in Atlantic City. Governor Christie does a great show called Ask the Governor once a month on New Jersey 101.5. And Eric Scott is the host. He's the news guy. He's what I vote Eric Scott of New Jersey 101, the best newscaster in all of New Jersey. Really smart. He's got a great voice, very deep voice. Really smart. And he can go toe-to-toe with Christy. He ticks off Christy sometimes. That's my favorite show to listen to every single month. Ask the governor with uh, uh, Governor Christy and Eric Scott at New Jersey 101.5. But the most recent one, uh, Eric thought, uh, Gov, uh, what do you think? You think Mayor Don and the city council people in Atlantic City will come up with that plan? You think they're going to come up with a good plan? That uh, The deadline is November 3rd to you know, balance the budget and uh, right-size the ship. Here's what Governor Christie had to say about that on New Jersey 101.5. It is done Atlantic City. They have until the fall to come up with their cost-saving plan before the state could theoretically take over. You don't sound optimistic. I'm neither optimistic or pessimistic. I'm a realist. Uh, Mayor Guardian asked if somebody from the state or your administration would serve on his cost-cutting panel. (laughs) No, because we ultimately have to be the judges of whether the, the plan is appropriate and fits the legislation. So how are we going to be part of the plan and then judge the plan and be objective? We have to stay out of it. We offered to be in it. The mayor didn't want us. The mayor was going to solve this problem on his own. Just let Don Guardian at the problem. He was going to fix it. Well, Don Guardian's got the problem now. I can't wait to see the plan. (laughs) I can't wait to see Don Guardian's plan. Believe me, great American. Can't wait to see his plan. This is AC Primetime Radio. So last week, a Democratic assemblyman started to push forward. He wants voters to decide whether to make recreational use of marijuana legal in Atlantic City. We like that idea. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. It'll bring in a lot of money. It'll just decriminalize it and take the money out of the hands of the bad guys. If this went through... It would, uh, well, the marijuana legislation would be put onto a ballot and the voters would decide with the commercial growth and sale and possession and consumption and taxation of marijuana within Atlantic City be cool for those 21 and older. The pot, the marijuana would be taxed at 20% of its market price. That could help the city a lot. But city councilman president Marty Small doesn't like it. He says... Promoting drug use is not the way to balance the city's books. On the surface, that sounds good and heartwarming. This bill does not promote drug use. It first and foremost identifies the fact that it's happening. Number two, it takes the money out of the bad guy's pockets and puts that money to good use. And why not follow in the footsteps of other Democratic-led cities. 
like Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., and decriminalize it. Atlantic City Councilman Frank Gilliam, he supports the measure. And Frank Gilliam is a strict guy. I watch him with his son. What a great father. So he is certainly not going to decide, hey, let's pass the pot law in Atlantic City just because he thinks smoking pot is cool. It's not about that. It's about controlling it much the same way we control alcohol and cigarettes, which, quite frankly, are much more harmful than marijuana and hemp. In the first year after Colorado legalized marijuana, that state brought in more than $70 million in taxes. And that's more. Colorado, that's more than the $42 million that Colorado got for alcohol taxes. And keep in mind, New Jersey has double the population of Colorado. The Democratic assemblyman who is pushing this bill through, he says that criminalizing marijuana is archaic, is harmful, especially on minority communities, especially Atlantic City. It puts more blacks and non-whites in jail over something as petty as carrying around five hours worth of pot. The stupid use of resources. We really got to rethink this one. Back in 2014, Philadelphia realized, why, why are we putting these people in jail for carrying around a few joints? Republican Mayor Don Guardian, he has not commented on the pot legislation. Don Guardian has also stayed quiet about drinking a beer on the boardwalk as well. To be quite honest, you got to be careful. You got elections coming up next year. You don't want to disturb the electorate, right? Think about this one in regards to, quote unquote, promoting marijuana use. Are we promoting heroin use by making Narcan Easy to use, easy to get, relatively cheap. Narcan is that thing that brings you back from a heroin overdose. It's always a tough one. I hate to even talk about that, but Narcan is a savior for those who OD. But do those who are addicted to heroin, are they more, are they more comfortable now with risking their lives with heroin, knowing that Narcan is close by and could save their life? That's one of those questions that you really can't answer properly. That's a tough one. But I thought I would throw that out there. A little red meat for the pontificators here in Atlantic City. And are you keeping up with this uh, Brexit thing? Brexit. I guess that's short for Britain and exit. Britain decided after 40 years to get the heck out of the European Union, the EU, holding them back. They're all tied up with a bunch of loser countries, right? That was huge. Overall, I think it's a good move. They got to stay away from those countries that are holding them back. So Britain, they voted to exit the European Union. And I thought to myself, should Atlantic City, specifically the tourism district, that's made up of the boardwalk and the walk or the uh, Tanger Outlets area and up there at Gardner's Basin, should the tourism district... <laughs> get away or vote 
to secede or exit the city of Atlantic City. You've heard us here on AC Primetime Radio talk often about that Atlantic City is really two Atlantic cities. While city council and the mayor are, well, they have good thoughts and they mean well, managing a small town like Atlantic City is a heck of a lot different than managing an international tourism destination like the casinos and the tourism district of Atlantic City. Two different, you know, two different skill sets. Did the old schoolers of Nevada and um, Vegas, did they stay in control? Were they really the smart guys that turned around Vegas back in the 70s and 80s? Hell no. Of course, the uh, mob helped out a lot. But then you have to get some operators in here. Guys like Steve Wynn helped reinvent Las Vegas the way it is today. Steve Wynn wanted to help Atlantic City. But the small-minded Atlantic City Council said, no thanks, Steve Wynn left. This is AC Primetime Radio. The most recent auction, Atlantic City auctioned off some properties. I think something like 120 properties. And they kind of thought they would make about $100 million. Nope. $1.7 million, almost $2 million. That's great news because those properties are now going to get back on the tax rolls. They're going to produce tax revenue. Smart. And I also think if they, if I read correctly, that they were hoping for about a million dollars or somewhere in that ballpark, and they got 1.7, that tells you that those properties were undervalued. So it's still a buyer's market here in Atlantic City, right? So up next, they are going to auction off in a closed or sealed bid auction, Bader Field, that's the old Atlantic City Airport, and then that whole, I think it's about 10 acres over there, right below the big giant windmills. They're going to auction off that property. And then there is some other stuff, but those two are the big guys. They do have some conditions. Whereas the auction that occurred last week, when you bought it, you can do whatever the heck you wanted. No conditions. Made themselves fast. But there are conditions attached to Bader Field and the property there over there underneath the giant windmills. The city wants to make sure that if you're going to buy this, you better build something on it that's going to boost the economy, going to provide jobs, etc. And you know, Glenn Straub of Revel fame or Polo North, he's going to want to buy that bad boy. But if somebody doesn't like his plan... You know, if somebody doesn't like Glenn's plan for Baderfield, it's a gray area. They said, no, we're not going to go with you. They want a, what, $150 million bare minimum for Baderfield. If Glenn were to give them $300 million, and somebody else said, I'll give you $175, the Atlantic City can take the $175, $175 mil, because they like that guy as opposed to Glenn. They see Glenn as a pain in the butt, whatever. So we'll find out in a couple of weeks when they do a sealed bid auction of Bader Field. It's going to be interesting to see how they make that selection. But the big question remains, why didn't the city of Atlantic City auction off Garden Pier? That's the pier right in front of Revel. And why didn't the city auction off the old volleyball court in between Revel and Showboat? City properties. Selling those properties 
or leasing those properties. I do recall that a lot of the properties the city was trying to monetize or make money with. Sure, they're going to sell some, but some of them they didn't want to get rid of. They don't want to sell. They wanted to lease them. One of them was Garden Pier. They wanted to lease Garden Pier, but they changed their mind and said, no, I guess we can sell it. Because guys like Glenn Straub, he don't want to lease nothing. You're like an indentured slave or servant. When you're leasing something from somebody, it's like you have a boss. He wants to buy it. He has the money to buy it. Glenn Straub don't answer to nobody, which is why he's loved and hated at the same time. My question is this. Was Glenn aware that he could buy Garden Pier? At first, he was not interested in Garden Pier because it was up for lease. I don't know that answer, but it's a question I'm floating out there. I like Bart Blatstein, but he's getting a lot of stuff, and I want to make sure the most amount of money is brought into the city of Atlantic City, and the best way of doing that is through the auction process because we do not know, we do not know what the true market value of these properties are. And you better have a good plan. Glenn has much more in-depth plans. Bart, not so much. And you better, you better put your money where your mouth is. You better have some shovels in the ground, some deadlines of when you got to start constructing. Don't buy stuff up and let it sit there. <clears throat> Pauline's Prairie. Bore, whatever. Hello, everyone out there. This is Marty Small, second ward councilman and city council president for the city of Atlantic City, and you're listening to Mel Taylor, AC Primetime Radio. News and info from Atlantic City. This is AC Primetime Radio. It's AC Primetime Radio. My name is Mel Taylor. Security cameras, I'm watching them being installed up and down the boardwalk. It's a beautiful thing. It's heartwarming. It makes me feel safe. I've always felt safe, but I feel safer now. And I'm also really careful not to be picking my butt as I'm walking down the boardwalk because someone is watching me on one of those cameras, <laughs> you know? But the security cameras are being installed all the way up here on the border of Ventnor and Atlantic City, Jackson Avenue. And they're being installed straight on down the boardwalk these little pan tilt and zoom cameras that can look down the street up and down the boardwalk over the dune all monitored centrally and they're recorded so if you're a bad guy or a bad girl looking for a little monkey business on the boards or anywhere near the boardwalks and the beaches and the dunes you better smile because you are being recorded and you will go to jail and you will be found it's a beautiful thing then, of course, all this technology, the ability of facial recognition and all that. It's really tough to be a criminal these days. That's a good thing. Another thing I noticed, a lot of the lights they're installing and they're revamping the light system on the boardwalk. Much brighter. Great job. I got to give props. A lot of this money came from CRDA funding from the casinos, the Casino Reinvestment Development Authority. To the best of my knowledge, uh, a chunk of money was devoted specifically to upgrading the security and the safety of Atlantic City. A lot of that money going to the Atlantic City Police Department. Money well spent, these security cameras. In addition, these poles, 
not only have the Impactivate screens, the LED screens for advertising and commercials, they're called matrices, okay? They're not screens, they're called matrices, trying to impress those at Impactivate with that phrase. But you have the screens, you have the lights, you have the Wi-Fi, the free Wi-Fi. You also have the pan tilt zoom cameras for, for security purposes and some audio. You can make audio announcements. Please, everybody, a storm is coming. Danger, Will Robinson. All kinds of stuff. It's a very high-tech build you know, and high-tech boardwalk that we are building right now. Now, on top of all this great stuff happening along the boardwalk in terms of screens and matrices and advertising and lights and security cameras and all that. There are these projectors. I call them projectors, but I'm not sure technically what they're called, but they are on the way and they are planned. They're already getting ready to be installed on these poles up and down the boardwalk to create a visual splendor, a light show that is I guess can be compared to a Fremont Street in Vegas. Or when you see the projected image on Boardwalk Call of the building collapsing, these 3D virtual visual light shows. It's not a black issue. It's not a white issue. This is an Atlantic City issue. This is AC Primetime Radio. Atlantic County Executive Denny Levinson is still looking for someone to lead the charge to be a director for that economic committee fixing Atlantic City. Remember when Denny spent all that money on that report from Angelo Angelou, the guy with the craziest name, but the smartest guy who put together a report of all the things Atlantic City is doing wrong and a step-by-step roadmap for what Atlantic County and Atlantic City should do to fix itself. A lot, of it is, a lot of it's a bunch of no-brainer stuff, but sometimes you need an outsider to come in, you know, a third party to come in with fresh eyes and write it up and deliver it to you. There's benefit in that. They were supposed to hire somebody by earlier this year. Denny Levinson and Howard Kyle, his chief of staff, they were looking. They're close, but rumor has it that they, they have found some great people, but maybe, maybe not. What the hell do I know? Is the salary too low? Are they not attracting the right people trying to cheap it out? I don't know. That's what I hear. But it's embarrassing and crazy that you're not paying top dollar to get somebody in to take that report, that Angelou economics report, hand it to that person and says, get to work. Reinvent Atlantic County. Attract investment to Atlanta County. That's right. Half the year is gone. And we still have not found anybody to run the Atlanta County reinvention plan that was paid for from the county to Mr. Angelo Angelou. And yes, we believe that the marketing of <laughs> the marketing and PR of Atlantic City totally sucks. Actually, it's almost non-existent. How do we fix it? Oh, sure, we can talk all day about the bad part of it, but the marketing and PR of Atlantic City is so important. But in most, in most cases, it's not about marketing and PR and advertising. Most people don't trust in advertising. What they trust 
is in news and information that is shared or that's available. Though we don't have a uh, Atlantic City Alliance. Good. Big waste of money that was. We don't need anybody to put sexy girls in bikinis holding a drink. The handsome guy smiling say, hey, do AC. Nobody believes in any of that. Nobody believes billboards or glossy commercials or magazine ads and all that garbage. You know what they believe in regards to investing and coming to Atlantic City? It's really the news and information that is shared or is seen as factual. And the newspaper of record in town, the press of Atlantic City, no matter, even if their circulation is declining fast and their readership is plummeting, not that big, not that that they're a bad paper. It's just that people get their information otherwise, in, in, in other ways. But they are still considered the newspaper of record, like they are factual, like they're the Bible. Well, if it's in the press of Atlantic City, it must be a fact. They're pretty powerful position to hold. But man, when you got no alternative voice in Atlantic City, that's bad. And when you have the local news station, WOND Radio, getting all their news from the press of Atlantic City, it's an echo chamber. There is no secondary opinion. And by default, the press of Atlantic City and WOND become the PR and marketing agency for Atlantic City. So if they are anti-Straub and Rebel, and they highlight all the negative stuff and the stupid stuff, Guess what? If you're an investor, you ain't coming here. That's right. You're not coming here. I mean, for months and months and months, all you heard about was that Straub was a nut. Is he? Yeah. Let him spend his money and let him build something nutty down there at the Rebel. That's the way you should be promoting and talking about this thing. But you do the economy of Atlantic City a great disservice when you have contests on what to rename the revel. When you always cover all the roadblocks that Glenn is dealing with. But at the same time, you kiss the ass of other developers who are buying things up and becoming over leveraged. So that's the whole reason why we created ACPrimetime.com and AC Primetime Radio and brigantinenow.com and downbeachbuzz.com because most people are now getting their news and information online. And sure, you would think that the local newspaper and the local radio station should own the online version of their brands, of their platforms, but no, it doesn't happen that way. And that's why we do this podcast, this online radio show, because we know that most of the people that are investing or thinking about investing in the seashore area around Atlantic City, most of them from, are from outside this region. They don't get the local paper. They don't hear the local AM stations. And that's, quite frankly, that's a good thing, really. That's why AC Primetime Radio, acprimetime.com, our sister stations and our sister websites like brigantinenow.com and downbeachbuzz.com. We cover Margate and Longport and Ventnor with that one. 
These sites and platforms are created to reach everybody in the Philadelphia region, Cherry Hill, Jersey, New York. Those that are vacationing here, those with second homes here, those considering a investment or doing some development or opening a business down here. They don't get the paper. They don't hear the local radio. I guess that's a good thing, right? And that's why it's so important to find and support a different viewpoint covering this region. And that's why AC Primetime Radio and me, Mel Taylor, we uh, put this together with a team of people who, uh, who love this area. We have background in newspaper, TV, and radio. We have background. We used to work with these companies. So we know their limitations. We know their strengths. And we know their weak underbelly. If you'd like to support our efforts, join us. You can find us. AC Primetime Radio. ACPrimetime.com. Sun, fun, news and info. From Atlantic City, this is AC Primetime Radio with Mel Taylor. Find us online at acprimetime.com.